This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I am joined again with Jim Sebastio here in studio. Jim, good to see you again. Thank you, Brian. Good to see you as always. So we are going to tackle a topic that uh, a lot of pastors have to deal with, and it's and it can make things pretty messy pretty fast. And so we want to hash this out a bit and see if it might be helpful. The topic is, what do you do when you have people come to your church from other churches right. and want to join your church. So that's what we're going to tackle here in a minute. I do want to ask, though, if you, this podcast is helpful for you to uh, to go to iTunes and write, and write a review there for us. Uh, if you want more information on our ministry, practicalshepherding.com, you can even donate to the ministry there. The donate button is there on the, on the right. That would be a big help if this ministry has been helpful to you in any way, So, uh, including these podcasts that we're doing. So, Jim, as we, as we launch into this, what, what's, what's a biblical principle we want to start with as pastors try to think about how to wisely wade through those waters of receiving people from other churches? Brian, I think we need to keep in mind a, a couple of things. And one, of, one is the health of that sheep. The other is... To me, Brian, it's it's an application of the golden rule. As you would that others do to you, so do to them, for this is the law and the prophets. I want us to do a podcast soon on the other, what happens when they're leaving our church. Because we've you've had people leave your church. I've had people leave my church. Uh, it's always hard. It's always painful. And it's going to other churches in the and area. And they're going to other moving. churches, yeah. right? They're not moving. Right. They're not walking away from the faith, but they are walking away from the body that they had committed themselves to. They're walking away from our our ministry, our pastoring, et cetera. Right. So how would we want another church, um, the pastor down the street who's receiving this person, what would we want them to do it, it, you know, if, if, if it was our sheep, uh, if it was somebody that we had pastored for years, would we want to be contacted? Would we hope that maybe that situation that seems so big in the, in the sheep's life that they felt they had to get out of here, that maybe that would be lovingly addressed? I mean, what would we want to have done? Um, I, think, I think we need to establish that you know, we're not the only church that we have. We should have hopefully some degree of inner church fellowship, that there are pastors in the area that we've gotten to know. I think so all of that f- forms into that so that when somebody leaves our church, they're most likely going to go to a like-minded church, and it's quite possible we'll know that pastor or that we know now. So this, this person comes, shows up at our door, uh, and we, we ask them you know, kinds of questions you might ask. Hi, nice to meet you. Are you new to the area? Maybe ask or, or inquire, are you a believer? Uh, how long have you been a believer? And if they tell you, I've been a believer for 20 years and I live down the street, well, then you're probably realizing, well, okay, you've come here. And if your church hasn't folded, then most likely there's, there's at least some degree of discontent or trauma or something that's happened that's brought them our, our way. Is it ideal? Let's put this out there first. Is it is it ideal to say that our, we only want our churches to grow through conversions and through people, new people who are moving to the area? That's ideal to me, Brian. I mean, that's the way I'd want to grow a, a church yeah. is, is through, yeah, so as you say, through people getting saved, people coming in, uh, hearing the word, getting saved, or the young people growing up in the congregation, coming to know the Lord, becoming an active part 
uh, of the church or somebody's transitioning because of a move. So we have a, a family that's been here the last two Lord's Days. They just they just moved here. Uh, and so that's a more delightful, easy way. Uh, right. And there's no indication that they left their previous location or their previous church with any kind of a cloud. So again, you, you, when somebody comes in, there's usually, the, if they come in from another church, is, there's usually, I use the word trauma, there's usually some degree of problem. There's a doctrinal issue and a personal issue, uh, an issue with the eldership that has caused them to leave after, in some cases, 10, 10 years or more, five, right. 10 years they've been a part of a church and now they're coming to us and so the question comes is there an unresolved issue uh, maybe even is this somebody that's under discipline was that you know all those kinds of things well, that we now have let's, to try to let's handle. walk through those questions because i do want to keep this focused on because you alluded to it we should do a separate podcast about how do we deal with other our members leaving to go to other churches? Right, we should because I just dealt with that and kind of relived that recently, and it's it's really painful and hard. And but we sometimes wanna, it's the right thing, or sometimes it's the right thing. But so we wanted. I think we should deal with that in a separate podcast. So for this, even some of the things you were rattling off, what are some of the things that you know? Mention those again. Kind of think of them as bullet points. The what? What are the things that we we want to encourage pastors to ask somebody who shows up like you're talking about? Right. You talked about okay. Are are you new to the area? That's a good question to ask first to find out right. what's going on. Yeah. You know, just move uh, here. Are, are, are you, you a new Christian? Are you a new Christian? I've actually had people come to our church who found our church after like going to a Billy Graham crusade. Or, and or a crusade of some kind, and never got involved in a local church, and stumbled yeah. to our church. That's not that's not common, but it can happen. Sure. Um, so, what are some of the questions that pastors could ask somebody when they show up like that? Right. So, I think those are the main things you want to ask. So, hopefully, again, you 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 see them, you greet them, you recognize or. They're new, and and you begin some degree of dialogue. Your name, are you are you passing through? Are you new to the are you new to the area? Oftentimes here, because we're a seminary town, you know, I'm always wondering. Sometimes seminarians have a certain look; you can almost pick them out. Stop you know, it! Stop really? This, you know. But so you say, "Oh, you're, you're are you attending the seminary?" And then you suddenly get the shocking answer: "No, I'm not." Wow! All right. <laughs> so you're you're. But so you're, you're here in the area, uh, but, but have you been a part of a church? And then you, you have to, I think at some point you pro, so can you, would you mind telling me which church? And then sometimes you might say, well, I know your pastor. Yeah. Or I know your do pastor. You, do you so reveal your, your that? Pastor. Yeah, I do. I do. I'll say, you know, we have a, because I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, we host, you and I and a couple of other men host a pastor's fraternal here in Louisville. Right. And we have a hundred men or more that have, are, are part of that fraternal and so chances are maybe we, we've heard of your church and you know so you need to recognize either on their side the church's side or both sides there's most likely some hurt and some trauma and perhaps something that that hasn't been resolved and and brian here i'm i'm saying that the, it's not the case of further doctrinal convictions like for instance somebody comes and they Say I've been a part of a PCA church or um, a Dutch Reformed church for years. I've come to Baptist convictions. I've shared that with my pastor or vice versa. So we've had a couple of times people have come to Pado-Baptist convictions. And so we said, all right, well, where can we encourage you to be a part of where? Because we're not going to sprinkle your kids and call it baptism. Right, right. But you ought to be a part of a church where you can 
you know, have those convictions or, or somebody uh, comes to maybe the reform faith and they weren't a part of a reformed church or they come to charismatic convictions or they lose charismatic convictions. So there may be situations like that where it's doctrinal and though that, that may be painful, it's not the same kind of thing as there was a disruption, uh, the elders uh, brought about a new practice. Uh, I, I, I don't believe that they're faithful. And then you're thinking, oh, okay, all right, how do we, how do we handle it in that situation? Well, and let's, let's be honest, the, the majority of the things we're talking about are people leaving churches upset or hurt. Right. So the scenarios you're given, the doctrinal things, they exist. Those, those happen at times. But I think the majority of the situations that we do, and any, most pastors listening to this, is dealing with people who are leaving churches mad or hurt. Right. And so... So let's talk about that. You you know, I think this is another you touched on, you know, if you know that the, the pastor where they're coming from. Right. I do the same thing. I tell them up front, I know this pastor. He's actually a, a friend of mine. So right. um and and I'll let them know that not as a it, it, not to I mean you basically just want to put your cards on the table and let them right. know, look, I I'm from the beginning. I'm I'm not going to let you just come here and hide. If there's something that needs to be resolved, I'll even help you help you do that. Which by the way, as a side note, one of many benefits to knowing other pastors in your area, doing things to get to know them. Because I don't know about you, Jim, but when when I found myself in those situations where someone comes to our church and have left a church that that they're upset with the pastors there, uh, to know those men, to know they're not perfect, to know that they potentially right. even did a legitimate thing to hurt them, but to be able to to even communicate with that person if that person that that church member is coming to visit is a good healthy thing i think don't you yeah and you you have you have three things in a sense you're trying to deal with as i understand it brian you, you have first of all perhaps a wounded sheep coming to you right you're a shepherd and that ought to draw your heart out right you know, so you so you are you are a pastor and because you're a pastor this touches the two other things so there's another pastor out there at the church down the road or the other part of the city who's hurt over this this thing so the the sheep may be heart hurt so your heart ought to go after them because you're a shepherd but you're also but because you're a shepherd you you feel the pain of another shepherd in what they've gone through and you realize okay i've walked in these shoes i know what this is like and then there's the church because sometimes the church that's left behind is confused and they're hurting too and why are they over there and and how might this now affect our relationship as churches mm-hmm. that somebody left here disaffected or angry and yet auburndale received them so a family from my church leaves and they're not you know they're discontent and and now i think oh are they going to is that going to affect my relationship to you brian is that going to affect our church's relationships to one another it has the potential to do that and so i do think you know, some some degree of inquiry. You need you need to know and recognize what you're dealing with. Brian, do you if somebody visited? So say if somebody from RBC showed up and you thought, oh, I've 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 seen you before, and they said, yeah, we had been going to, we've been a part of Reformed Baptist for years, but uh, we're we're you know we just left. We're mad would at you, Jim. Would you call me? Yeah, so that's a great question. Yes, I would. I actually my general practice has been to if somebody comes. And actually, either attends regularly or even comes and wants to talk about membership with us. Right. Uh, I will, if I haven't already, I usually have. I will always 
contact that pastor, even whether I, I know them or not. Right. So, but especially if I know them, if it was you, like actually sure. probably the first day they visited, I, I right. probably would have yeah, called I've made you. calls on Sunday afternoon before. So I, I think that's just common courtesy because I'm not responsible for these people at that point. You, you still are. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I just, because I just had someone, uh, had a family leave the church over some disagreements that to their admission was uh, secondary issues, but just right. felt like they need to leave. Um, and they just joined another church. I didn't hear it all from that pastor ever. So I I was just reminded, uh, and that was hard. And does that, that hurt? Yeah, it was. It was hard for me. I mean, so I, I think the relationship for with pastors, I, I'm, I'll am i be the first to recognize I don't necessarily should or need to be the pastor of every, of every person in my church forever. Those relationships can right. can go bad, and I and I understand that. And there's hurt. Or things sometimes that just the recognition that sometimes another body is able to minister to people that we're not able That's to right. minister. Just as people come and get ministered to here in a way that they weren't elsewhere. That's right. And that's. That's just in God's providence, and, and I think that's okay, and as a general rule. But I, but I did find that that would have been, you know, I think that there would have been some good closure to come. I would have gladly given the blessing, but but to not hear from shows a a disconnect. I think. Okay, so all right, so yeah, what might make a pastor not do that? So maybe somebody's listening to this and they say, "Wow, I've never contacted another. I've just been glad that yeah. people show up. I want my church it's to grow." Qu- it's a good question. And why wouldn't you do that? What, what would prevent a man from doing that? What do you think? Well, I, I certainly would. Well, in this particular situation with me, I didn't think malicious things about that pastor. Mm-hmm. I think it's, and this may be the case for many of you listening, that you just hadn't thought of this category, right. that you should have do that, um, that there's a response, that there may be a responsibility for pastors to communicate if they're going to send one of their sheep into their care. Right. Uh, I think it comes from just a, a lack of conviction that that's something that's taking place. There's the, the autonomy of the local church and the individuality of just the way so Americans that's particularly think. Baptist you're talking about there, with no, autonomy. Right. The the idea that, yeah, we're all our own separate entity and the individualism right. of, of really of our culture. Yeah, almost like, I well, think, yeah, if they're eating at Burger King now instead of McDonald's, I don't feel the need to call McDonald's right. and tell them he's not going to eat Big Macs anymore. He's a Whopper man now, right? You don't feel any need to. I don't. No, I don't <laughs> think I need to that's know how that. some, But that's how a pastor might view it. It's, that's right. It's just that it's almost business. Yeah. So so sometimes it's a lack of conviction. It's just or 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 ignorance, and sometimes it's a lack of relationship. Right. It's just he's isolated. He doesn't know. I don't know who that church is. Sometimes it's a lack of relationship, and I would also say sometimes it is a it is a difference of philosophy of understanding shepherding. Yeah. Because I I know pastors who I love that are that they view their shepherding as I'll shepherd whoever's here, but I don't have any responsibility to speak into. The, the lives of my people on wh- whether they, you know, those kinds of decisions. And, right. and so I, there's a shepherd so their philosophy. View of, their view of commitment to the church, what the shepherd-sheep relationship is, is is much less intimate than what you and I might regard it. Yeah, as. I think there's certainly d- differing views. I, I would find a consistency with at least men who don't feel like they need to follow up with the sheep that they have lost as they go. Um, or at least stay in contact with those people as they go is is usually a shepherding philosophy that's different. Yeah, so maybe what the guy to put the best construction on it, maybe a guy comes. The reason he doesn't, so somebody shows up and no, I, I never said anything because it doesn't matter to me when people leave me. People leave my church all the time, right. and so when people come in, I you know it's it's I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that you, you know that nobody contacts me when my sheep leave. 
And so I've never done it to anybody else, never even been on my radar. You're, you're hitting something really important, and that's pastors feel rejected when people leave. Yeah. And so I do think one of the reasons pastors can, don't yeah. carry the way is they, they say they don't care and is that uh, they feel rejected when people leave. And it's easy to feel that way. I mean, I battle. Or they're not really way. a shepherd. I mean, they're, well, or maybe not. Like I said, that's a nice way to say it. It's shepherding, different than shepherding philosophy. But right. what, if you're listening to this, what we want to advocate for as we wrap this up is that um, you treat your sheep and you care for your sheep until at least another shepherd takes the helm of it. Right. And and so if somebody is coming into your church, you want to show the same courtesy that until they join your church, you are not spiritually responsible for them. That previous church and those previous pastors are. And so Yeah, or they yeah, right. Or they can I mean we might argue there's a transition. I think that may be another podcast right. we need to talk about, Jim. But but as far as the if somebody comes to visit your church sure. and they're members of another church under the care of another elder. Right. When I've worked through, what I will do then is I as I work through it with them, with the other eldership, I begin to say, All right, we're transitioning this and I'm I'm as long as they're under my care. I mean, they're coming to my church, and that sense, they're now under my care. Yes, okay, and, but there's and they recognize that right. There's communication, and is there an issue? You know, you say to the other elders, "Is there an issue? Is there a discipline issue? Is there another issue?" Right. That's right. That you feel we need to work through before, or I know you had problems. I, I you, you may have a little degree of warning, but overall, you, what you might say is, "Brother, I think they'll be happier with you." Right. So when you're re- Pastors listening to this, when you're receiving people coming in, ask questions, find out the situation. It's not intrusive for you to be involved in that process. Right. But the goal would be that we're at peace with all men. Right. And that before somebody comes and joins your church, that if there's some kind of resolution that can take place at their previous church, it's good to try to facilitate. That. Right. So uh, as we wrap up this up, Jim, will you pray that um, that pastors would be wise in receiving members in that way, but doing it in a way that keeps the, just the full body of Christ unified. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do ask uh, for herding sheep that are, are sometimes feel the only way out is a transition to another another body. We pray, Father, you would help them and bring healing to them. We pray, Father, in situations where there's a herding shepherd or herding shepherds and a herding flock who doesn't understand uh, these are messy things in this side of eternity. And Father, thank you for the day that is coming when all such disagreement and all divisions will be done away. Father, help us to wisely aid people in, in righteous transitions from one fellowship to another. And we thank you, uh, Father, for uh, those who don't give up on the church. We thank you for those who, even when they're hurt, don't walk away. Uh, from the gathering, but who seek another assembly and and who are willing to seek other shepherds. So, Father, help us to be wise and loving uh, and receptive. Uh, Help us, Father, to do unto others as we would have them do to us. And we ask this mercy in your Son's name. Amen. Amen.